Hey guys, welcome back, welcome back. I hope everybody had a wonderful day. I know I did. Wonderful um, prayer call that I just came off of. If you're not a part of the Standing in the Gap prayer group over on Facebook, I advise and welcome you and say come on and join us over there. It's really a great group, a great group of people. And you know, if you're needing prayer, needing to talk about some things, it's a great um, place to commune with others, right? So I look forward to seeing some of you guys over in the group so i hope everything is connected here hey sis how we coming through is everything connected trying to make sure I can see everybody that's coming in, but so far it looks so good, right? If you're catching this on the replay, let me say thank you for taking the time to come back and do that. I hope to catch you on the live sometime. Also, those of you that have been with me before, welcome back. I missed y'all and hope you had a wonderful day. I go by the name Tornado. Come in each and every well, Monday through Friday around 8.30 p.m. Eastern or Central Standard Time. I'm still on that Florida time. Central Standard Time, right? To educate and inform from a faith faith-based perspective to help encourage healing of the mind, body, and spirit. Now, for those of you that are listening on the podcast outlets, welcome. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for subscribing, subscribing, and enjoy tonight's lesson, right? Hey, Sandra, glad to see you. I hope you had a wonderful day. So tonight, guys, we're talking about scriptural keys. And I want to say, uh, I've told you guys before, all of these lessons, uh, I, I just don't sit down and say, okay, what do I want to talk about tonight? What do I think they want to hear me talk about? I, I always strive to bring you God's word, what he's putting on my heart to bring for the day, right? So I'm waiting, the clock's just ticking and ticking. And I've told you guys before how he's like, sometimes I'll get it early in the morning. Sometimes uh, it's in the afternoon, late day, right? Now, sometimes, like today, he said, you know what? I want to stretch you a little bit. I need to see how much you've grown. So um, now earlier in the day, he said Philippians, right? That, that's what the Holy Spirit tells me. So I write this down, and I had is that, this actually is all crumbled up so you guys can see because I was about to drop it, um, throw it in the wastebasket, right? So I just scribbled Philippians on here. Then I'm like, okay, I'm looking at the time, 6 o'clock, we make it to 6 p.m., we make it to the prayer call at 7 p.m., and I'm looking like, uh, Father God, do you want me to, do you want to give me some instruction? Uh, Holy Spirit, I need you to come down and give me guidance, right? So, on the prayer call, Sister Mel comes through. Now, I also had written biblical peace uh, uh, up on uh, the corner up there. I'm like, okay, I got it. Philippians and biblical peace. What do you want me to do with this, Lord? So, uh, at the very end of the prayer call in great fashion you know my sister Mel and I um you know have a great connection she comes through and she starts talking about the peace of God and as soon as she said it oh to the wee 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 my mind said Philippians I know exactly where to go Philippians 4 so we're gonna take this tonight Philippians 4 1 through 7 because a lot of people as my, my grandma used to have a saying Tor you don't believe fat meat greasy right so a lot of people, when they come to you and they tell you that they're having problems, hey, Mel, I was just talking about you and your divine deliverance, uh, and they tell you, hey, you know, Tor, I'm having this problem, I'm having that problem, or whatever the case may be, and I say, take it to God, it's in the word, right? And they say, you say everything is in the word. Well, I'm telling you everything is in the word because God tells me everything is in the word. Therefore, the answer to your problem is in the word. Now, what you're wanting is a fleshly comfort response from man, but what you need 
is the comfort of the word from God, right? So, and tonight's lesson is one of those to show for people. And they say, I just don't understand. What am I missing? Because we have that ear tuned to man's advice. We want the quick self-help books. We want the quick self-help videos, but we don't want to get in to that wisdom and study in God's word to give us that wisdom and understanding when we start having these problems. Cause it's a lot easier to pick up the phone and call that BFF and say, girl, this is what I'm going through. What should I do? As opposed to, you know, getting down, laying prostrate if we have to and saying, God, I need to talk to you tonight. This is what I'm going through. So this is one of those lessons that I'm going to go through and break down and show you how some of the most uh, common things that we stress and worry about are right here in the scripture. So when you say, um, well, I just don't know where to go. And especially if you're calling me, Hey, Karen, cause you guys know, I always tell you, I'm one of those people. If you call me, I'm gonna say, well, if you talk to God about it first, cause you know, I'm not a psychologist, I'm not a counselor, nor do I play one on the internet as Trish would say, Hey, J nine. Hey, Karen. Karen, glad to see two of my favorite ladies there. Um, but Mel, let me back up real quick. I was talking about how you confirm the ending part of this lesson. And I had my little piece of paper here crumbled up to throw away. Um, now this morning I had uh, scribbled down. Let me see if I can focus it in here. It's not going to focus. I scribbled down Philippians, right? Then up here in the corner, I had scribbled out biblical peace. Y'all know I like to have my receipts and, and the webcam's not focusing, so I'm not going to mess with it, but y'all can see my receipt right here. So at the end of that prayer, I'm saying to myself, Lord God, this prayer call is about done. All you've given me is Philippians and the word biblical peace. What do you want me to talk about? Because you know I'm not just going to get on and talk to be talking. You know, don't nobody want to hear that. And I've told you guys before, if I'm going to come on, I'll generally refer over to my book if I don't have a full divine download from the Holy Spirit to come on and, you know, talk and teach on, right? So at the end of the prayer call, here you come, Mel, right through, and you say it. Um, looking for that peace of God, standing on peace. And I said, all right, all right, Father God, I heard you loud and clear. I got it, Philippians. So that's where we coming out for those that just came in. Thank you for that confirmation mail, that final confirmation, right? So a little sad right now as my son had to put his 11-year-old golden retriever down. Oh, my goodness, Karen, I'm so sorry to hear that. Um, I'll be sure and include that um, in prayer as well when I wrap up. Amen. So let's look at this. Uh, we're always looking for the steps. A lot of the times we want to take the easy route. So I'm going to give you a few steps tonight. So that's why I put the stairs here, right? The steps, because we know God, as I've been talking about, you know, the last two nights in the previous series, the source, God is the life source of everything. Some, you know, we get a little disconnected sometimes. Some people, they don't know the greatness of God. And they're saying, how do I reach this you know how do I obtain all of this stuff that you're talking about how do I find that insurmountable joy that you seem to have you know how do I get that right so I'm going to give you a few scriptural keys not my points this is a Taurus point one point two point three I'm giving you the scriptural keys as I always say I don't add to the word I don't subtract from the word to provide comfort to allow you to use the scripture to do something outside um, that's not in accordance with God will we take the word and I give it straight to you from the word so let's start here Philippians 4 
Verse 1, therefore, my beloved and longed for brethren, my joy and crown, so stand fast in the Lord, beloved. Verse 2 here, I implore Udia and I implore Syntyche to be of the same mind in the Lord. There's your first key right there. There's that first key that you need to take a level up those steps back there. Living in harmony. Philippians 4, 1 through 2, for those that like to take notes. For everybody else that likes to go back, I don't block off any of my scopes. I, I, don't, um, I just don't do that. If I'm going to do something that's uh, separate, uh, that's on the Tornado Teachers website that may be paid, but I don't pull down my scopes, repurpose them, and then charge people for them. I just don't do that. So if you're not able to catch notes, the replay will always be there. I think five, uh, what is it? I think Periscope reboots it at 500. So uh, get it soon. But I'm only at 200. And so I don't think I've hit 300 scopes yet. So you still got some time to go back if you aren't able to take notes tonight. So the, one of the first keys, Living in harmony. Philippians 4 and 2 tells us because he says, I implore, he implored Udia and Syntyche to be of the same mind in the Lord. Good relationships, that harmony, that peace, right? Because we're looking tonight for that peace of God that, that, that seems to elude some people or they get a little cloudy and gray or, you know, if we're backslidden and we're saying, man, how do I get back? What's the steps that I need to take? Well, these are some of the steps, right? Uh, relationships are so important. And I noted here, we normally do not think relationships are imp that important, especially with people, right? Okay. That's what I thought. 500, they start deleting them because, and, and a lot of that shows today, you may say, well, how do you figure that? All I have to do is turn on the TV and I say, man, look how we're treating each other. Look how the people of the world, not just in this country, you know, every is just free for all. Just treat people any kind of way. Manners are gone. Courtesy is gone. There's the compassion level that I, growing up that I saw that was elevated and is now seems to be at an all time low. So, you know, we know a portion of peace that we seek comes from love. When we feel love, right? When we're surrounded by people whether they're near or far, right? And you may say, well, I don't have a bunch of people close to me. Well, you know what? Most of the people, 98% of the people that I talk to don't even live in this state, but I feel so loved each and every day that I wake up knowing that I got Mel, Shay, Karen, J9, you know, all of these people that aren't here, right here with me, right? So it doesn't have to be right next to you, people to reach out and give you that feeling of love. And when you feel that strongly, it gives you a peace, right? Amen. Somebody out there know what I'm talking about. Somebody say, yeah, I know that peace that she's talking about. That's a great and wonderful feeling, right? So th that's what that scriptural part is telling us. Peace and harmony, living in harmony, says it right there. The, uh, the next key, the second one, right? Helping godly co-workers. And you say, well, Torah, where'd you get that? You know what? I'm getting it right here in the scripture. Let's look at Philippians 4 and 3. And I urge you also, true companion, help these women who labored with me 
in the gospel with Clement also and the rest of my fellow workers whose names are in the book of life. Now that's what we, you know, we, we, we just know 100%. My name is in that book of life. That's what we're going for, right? We're not looking at who has our names on the books now, right? We have, um, you know, our names and all these computers with all these different companies. You know what? Well, my name, um, is at the top of the list. Cause I got a black card. I got a platinum, black, gold, triple, you know, express card. That don't matter. We're trying to get our name in that lamb's book of life. Amen. That's where we're going. So it's showing here, helping godly co-workers. Says it right here. I urge you also, true companion, help these women who labored with me in the gospel. A lot of the times we see people doing things and we sit back and it's a lot easier to fall into that. How do people like to call everything? Uh, like to use spirit these days. So we're going to put spirit in front of it. That spirit of criticism. You, you, you're heavy with a spirit of criticism. You sit back and instead of trying to assist our, our brother in Christ, our sister in Christ and help them, we sit back and we tell our other uh, person in Christ, you know, we get with that other person and say, she doing that all wrong. Mm -mm. Now, if I was brother Jones, I would not have done it that way. Well, the scripture tells us we are to help our godly coworkers, right? That's one of the scriptural keys to obtain that peace of God that we're seeking for. That seems to elude some people, right? Help these women who labored with me in the gospel with Clement also, and the rest of my fellow workers whose names are in the book of life says it right there in the scripture so we have to support rather than criticize you know like with Mel's call and, and on the standing in the gap prayer call that we had right jay helping one another and she's saying, you know, we're, it's not just me to lead this call. It's just not me to come in the group and post. It's for everybody to participate. You know, uh, as we talk about before, the ecclesia, you know, many members, but one body moving together, working in harmony and peace and love with each other, right? Helping our godly coworkers and even those ungodly coworkers, you know, that that's an addition to get that addition additional check, you know, by your now, I'm quite sure, you know, that he looks and say, you know what, oh, wait, Karen's name is already in this book of life, but she just reached out, and she just helped this brother on the street that didn't know Christ, she just brought me another sheep to the fold, let me give her an extra check, Gabriel, put on something extra over to the side over there for when Karen gets here, all right, you know, that's the way that I picture this going down, so, the first one, living in harmony, what, the first scriptural key, the second one, helping our godly co-workers instead of criticizing, right? Leaders are to lead God's people into God's work, not to go in and cause confusion and chaos and turn everything upside down and start fighting. You got the deacon board, can't agree with the usher board and the mother board, um, you know, can't agree with, uh, with the, uh, you know, communion board. Can't nobody agree within God's house about how things are supposed to go because everybody, well, I want it my way. Well, you know what? We just going to shut the whole thing down if it don't go my way. No, we are to work in unison, even if not in full agreement, because that's not what it's all about sometimes. If it's to further the kingdom, then we need to say, you know what? I need to humble 
myself or as a lot of people like to say I need to humble myself and step down and sit back and just work in unison in love in harmony with my godly co-worker amen somebody out there know what I'm talking about thank you for that super hard sister-in-law so that's it right there the third spiritual key to get a little further up them steps back there rejoicing in the Lord always. Where does that one come from? We move on down to verse four, Philippians. Uh, we're in Philippians four and verse four rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice, right? Our greatest joy is not in the things are in the circumstances. Our greatest joy is in the source, the unlimited source, in our Heavenly Father, in Jesus Christ. Amen. Somebody out there knows what I'm talking about. Somebody saying, yes, 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 because I rejoice nonstop, whether it's a rainy day, whether it's a sunny day, whether it's a windy day. I'm going to continue, as the scripture says, to rejoice in the Lord always. And the scripture finishes out and says, again, I will say rejoice. So now that scripture, right? Let's unpack that one because, you know, I could do, uh, you can take, look how short that is. It's what, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten words. Let's unpack that and just show you because a lot of people say, oh, it's just a short passage of scripture. That's a deep package, uh, a passage of scripture. Let's unpack it here. What's the command? Because we know in according to God's will, we're to follow his commands, right? What's the command in that passage of scripture in, uh, in verse four, the command is to rejoice, right? Doing the opposite of what we feel. Because as I said last night, if I stump my toe on the corner of this desk, now I could get angry. I could push the desk over. I could cuss the desk, you know, like the fig, like he did the fig tree. I could get mad at it and I could walk around for the next six hours telling everybody how upset I am because I stumped my toe. But no, I rejoice and say, thank you, God, because I could have broken my toe. I could have broken my ankle. You know, no, it could have went a lot of ways. I could have fallen and in addition to breaking my toe, broken arm, you know? So we have to rejoice and be thankful in all things at all times. So also within that package of scripture, the, the, the home, uh, and we're doing this uh, for those of like English, they like to take English and break down the center structures. What's the object of the sentence, right? The object. So we've looked at the command that's to rejoice. The object in the sentence is the Lord. Rejoice in what? The Lord. There you have it right there. Let's break it down a little bit further. For how long? How long am I supposed to do this? That's the next question you can put in. It says always. Rejoice in the Lord always, right? See how you can take a simple short word passage of scripture and you can pull a lot out of it, right? And say, you know what? I know it's some more meat in here. I'm tired of this milk over here. I'm going in for the meat, right? So you have the command, the object, and then the time frame, the duration. Now the emphasis, he comes back and says, you know what? Just in case you didn't understand it the way I said it, let me put a little emphasis. So what's the emphasis? What's the the main point to pull out of that again I will say rejoice 
rejoicing. So he comes and doubles it back again. I will say rejoice. So there you have it right there. Rejoicing in the Lord always, right? And we aren't to focus on, on how people are treating us. But if we think about, man, look how my father treated me. Look what Jesus did for me. Look how he allowed himself to be treated for me. So all these names that these people are calling me, all these places that people are telling me to go, even though I have no intention on going there, I plan on going up the stairs to the source. So you can tell me all day long where I need to go, but I choose not to go there. Mm -mm, ain't gonna happen. But we get caught up in that and, and let it beat us down, you know? Or people will uh, try and redirect, well, I don't think you should have said this this way. You know, everybody's just skin sensitive um, these days. Just look at them and tell them, you know what? Philippians 4 and 4. Rejoice in the Lord. Be thankful I said it this way instead of the way I would have normally said it. Because since I rejoice in the Lord and I'm in step 10 of cussing rehab, rejoice in the Lord for that. That's what you should do. Mm -hmm. That's a way to deal with that. Amen. Key number four, key number four, right? Living graciously. Where's that at? We bump on down to number five. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Yep, says it right there. Living graciously. Let your forbearing spirit be known to all men. Men, the Lord is at hand. Some verses say the Lord is near, right? And we normally uh, equate peace to getting what we want. We know when things are going our way, when th people are doing things the way that we want, when we're getting everything we want, we're like, oh, I'm just at such peace. I'm just so blessed and highly favored today, right? But instead of focusing on trying to get what we want, if we focus on giving the love, and the patience to others, especially those, you know, that try and threaten our peace. Those are the ones that we want to show the extra love to. Those are the ones that we want to go that extra step to work in harmony with, right? That's what we want to do. Peace doesn't come from just demanding what we want. That peace comes from working together and showing that love and compassion to others. Amen. And then if we look here, this scripture even breaks down, will give us both the strength that we need. Why? Because it says the Lord is near. The Lord is at hand. And, and, and a lot of the times we say, you know what? I can't wait. I'm going to get him back. I'm going to get her back for what she did. We ain't got to worry about that because the scripture says he will handle all that in his way and his time. Why? Because the Lord is near as the scripture says. The, the, the fifth spiritual key Look, when you're in search of that peace of God, right? Entrusting our worries to the Lord. Ooh, to the weed. That's a tough one right there. That's in six. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Be anxious for nothing. Stop all that worrying, turning your hair gray, driving yourself crazy, driving everybody around you crazy, right? It, it That passage of scripture challenges us to stop worrying, right? 
and to say, you know what, God, I know your grace, your care. You got this. You take this. I, I, I'm not going to worry. I'm not going to do it. And we know also throughout the scripture, worry is one of the sins that is difficult to deal with. Yes, that does fall under. I've I done a teaching on that. I believe that was week before last, how worry falls into that sin category, right? And also to outline it because it's not in accordance with his will, right? One of the things he commands throughout the scripture, don't worry. So no matter how big the worry, no matter how small the worry, it still falls in that category of sin. Amen. So let's take a look at this, right? A, a, a little exercise to try and do. Take one or two things that you just really been worrying and driving yourself crazy about. Take this verse and say, you know what? I'm going to stop worrying about it. And just say, Lord, you know what? I, I, I'm going to entrust in you. And I'm going to stop worrying about this because I know you're going to take care of it. Because your word says, and I was always say, give it back to him. God. You told me not to worry. So in Philippians 4 and 6, you said to be anxious for nothing. This is what you said, God. This is how I talk to him. Mm -hmm. I said, you told me in this verse. This is what your verse says. So I'm following what you said. So I'm going to leave it to you to handle this. I'm not going to worry. I'm going to go on over here and have me some uh, vegan ice cream and a veggie burger. And you let me know once you get worked out. All right, God. That's how I roll with that thing. Mm -hmm. Right? Because God is greater than any problem. If we look at 1 Peter 5 and 7, casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. If we look at 1 Corinthians 7 and 32, but I want you to be without care. He who is unmarried cares for the things of the Lord, how he may please the Lord. Now, that's not saying, you know what? Ooh, I can't never get married because I want to keep playing. No, don't go adding stuff and uh, Rubik's Cuban and twisting the scripture around. It just says, but I want you to be without care. Don't go altering the scripture when it gets to the part that says, he who is unmarried cares for the things of the Lord. Get that in the right translation. That's a whole nother scope. I ain't finna go into that one, right? So then that gets us to, to that verse that says, that's verse 7, and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guide your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ. So we started at 1 and we worked all the way through 2, 3, 4, 5, and 6. Each verse having a scriptural key. How to reach that peace of God, right? Broke it down. Living in harmony. Helping our godly co-workers. Always remembering to rejoice in the Lord. Remembering to live graciously. And to stop worrying. Because God says, I am greater than any of your problems. Amen? Then, and the peace of God. God, which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus just broke it down that simple and you see how just that short passage you can pull so much out of that and say man wow I never caught that before. Oh, I missed that. You know what? Let me add this into my study to go back and study this on my own to show myself approved. Amen. 
That's how we do this. His peace, the peace of God, surpasses all imaginative. It exceeds any human wisdom. It exceeds anything that man can plan. That peace of God. And it says that, and you say, where you get that from, Tor? Well, it says, which surpasses all. It doesn't say partial understanding. It doesn't say surpasses a little bit of understanding. It doesn't say a tiny amount of understanding. It says surpasses all understanding. That's my lesson tonight, right? Philippians 4, 1 through 7. The scriptural keys, the scriptural path to walk through the things to work on to find that peace of God that that a lot, like I said, it eludes a lot of people. They're not sure what steps to take. I've just given you several of the scriptural keys to unlock a new level that you can work on getting towards, right? So let's prepare to close this out in prayer. I hope you found something that sparked your interest a little bit to say, you know what? I want to know a little bit more about this you know what I never thought about it like that. You know what? I can't wait to share this word with somebody else. I want to pass this along and pay it forward right because that's what God wants us to do. He doesn't want us to hoard the word for ourselves. He wants us to share it. Go out into the highways, the byways, right? The hedges and share the word. Go out and find. Lead at 99. Go out and look for that one sheep that's wandering the pasture and say, you know what, uh, pasture, it's time for you to come on home. That's what he wants us to do. And as the scripture said, if we do it with our godly co-workers, ooh, to the we. Ooh, to the we. That's even better, right? And, and remember, it talked about the names being in that Lamb's Book of Life. All right, let's, ta let's take this to the throne, right? Father God, you are our rescuer. Your word is our hope, and it revives and continues to comfort us. When we are weak, you lift us up with your strength, Father God, and your grace. When we feel as if we're drowning in circumstances and our hearts are filled with fear, worry, and confusion, you give us the strength, Father God. Help us to move beyond the hurdles that trip us up, Father God, and give us the strength and wisdom to look up and see hope and to run towards you, Father God. Your word says in Psalms 107 that when we call out to you, Father God, the eternal one. You also give that order to heal and rescue us from certain death. Father God, we come before you, Lord, like empty pitchers before a full fountain. We ask that you give us a home somewhere in your kingdom where we may rest, rule, and abide with you, Father God. All these things I ask in Jesus' name now and forevermore. Amen. Until next time. Walk good, do good, be good. Tornado, I'm out of here. I love y'all. I really do. You all know the Torah. 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 Torah.